the guy saves the day, the girl saves the day. Yeah, I want to say this for a reason because hero in the Greek Latin word of hero means servo. Servo stands for slave, servant. If you want to be a hero, you want to be a leader. So what the opposite to what our culture says: put your, promote yourself, put your best stuff out there, serve, be last, put others before you. I look for humility. I look for teachability. Because I think the best leaders I've trained and seen have been made, not found. They've been made. They're like kind of molded by certain people and their experiences. And the ones who have achieved a lot, they might sacrifice their personal character. They're not trustworthy. They're not, they're not nice people. Hmm? Yeah? Perfect, so subjective, hey? Perfect, so subjective. But I think there's the idea of a perfect leader, there's some good mythology and good people in history that have re- represented that. I think, like I'm not going to make it all religious here, but there's some good mythology and like Jesus is a good role model. Like if you put aside all that like theology and stuff, how he helped the poor and needy, you know, like Mother Teresa, they all have a connection, all these people. They all went to the poorest of poor, didn't judge the rich, didn't judge their you know, their wild lifestyles. They didn't think themselves better than others. They'd wash the feet of, of dirty people. They'd hang with people who weren't hung with. That's what I think a perfect leader is. It's someone who's willing to do the little things before they do the big things. Yeah. I haven't had to throw hands yet. Twice. At school, but there wasn't much of a, a fight. I've knocked the plan out. No, no. um, it was just like schoolyard boy stuff, you know, like your best friend, you punch him, and your best friend is him. It's all good. But sometimes questioning, it takes two, it's communication is two ways. You can question and they might not answer. You can question and they might not listen. So sometimes questioning does have its limits. But it proves a point still. If they're not willing to engage with you, it reveals a lot to you already. But sometimes I've had to walk away. I've had to distance myself from people who have hurt me. Sometimes my family. Sometimes my mum. Sometimes my dad. I had to try and get away and just... And they've noticed the distance and ask about it. And I'm like, I'm honest, mum. I just don't feel comfortable here. And I get upset. But I, I communicate not just with words, but with body, my my time because I place value things with my time with my money and my attention and if I can take my attention away from things it shows it says enough so yeah that's a good question do you know like the whole political correctness thing try not to judge people um, I've learned two lessons one on Facebook because <laughs> like I did share I have shared in the past a lot more my opinions and stuff and I have not used the political correct language and, and then people would come and correct me and instead of being like oh whatever you know what I mean I've learned from that I, take, I actually got like took it to heart I'm like, I actually don't, my heart is not to judge people so I want to learn from that but I would hang with people who are open 
to discuss things and to see things from the other side. So I have a small group of guys that we talk philosophy, we talk politics sometimes, we talk most of the hard stuff, morals, what would be the best for our country. And then we, after we presented all these ideas, one of us would take the devil's advocate, meaning the opposite side. So you could, in your friend groups, be like this, we're going to have a chat. You, I'm going to share this opinion. I want you to be oppose it. I want you to see if I'm judging you by accident. You know, I'm judging you. And I do this with my best friend. So I would put forward an idea which I think is brilliant, and he'd be like, oh, that sounds a bit, that sounds a bit uh, judgmental. I'm like, oh, really? How? And he might have some good points. And I might refine it. So it's kind of like refining, refining, refining. What I start out with isn't what it's always going to be. So I need to have somebody who gives me feedback and is willing to be like the bully, willing to be against my position. Too many times we don't question ourselves enough with our own beliefs. Is that true? I might believe that, you know, I am I'm awesome. I am so good at this speaking thing. There's no one better than me. Yeah, 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 that's really proud speaking. But I've developed this thing in me now where I question myself, like, hey, are you really that good? He's better. You're the Google someone who's better than you. Oh, yeah, I guess he's better. He's, he's better than me. It just keeps me grounded. keeps me open to things. So whatever position you hold, ask yourself this question. What's the opposite? What's the opposite opinion to my position? What's the opposite sense to my position? Is that cool? We'll keep going with more questions after. I want to ask you guys this question. What kind of qualities do you want to see in your peers at school? Yeah. Respect. What's respect mean? What's respect to you guys? I'm putting it on you guys today. Oh, treating others the way you want to be treated is a golden rule. It's good. Anyone else? What's respect? That's brilliant. Acknowledgement of other people's that reasons and all as well. Yep. Anyone else? It's a basic concept, eh? It gets your brain thinking. Brilliant. That's brilliant. That's a big thing. I'll give you a little tip. With body language, a lot of like non-verbal language they call it, is tone. Body language, like looking at them or not. And tone's a big thing. Because what in your brain, there's two sides of your brain. Tone is actually received on the music side of your brain. So the, the music side of your brain that receives music, like it's it's the emotional sector. So if I'm saying, I love you, man. I love you so much. And I'm saying it with my tone, like, sincerely, I really love you. I love your hair. It looks like you shampooed it. It's great. But I'm like, I love you, man. Your hair is so good. My tone is contradicting my words. On paper, my words are fine. I said the same words. But my tone, your tone, my tone is just going, whoa, that's weird. So yeah, non-verbals are really important. And the tip is, when you're looking at somebody, sometimes with power, it's good to look them in the eye. Just one eye. Just look at me in one eye. You look at me, Asian guy, my brother. Look at me with one eye, right? Looks like you're looking at my whole face. But sometimes it's easier to look at one object rather than be distracted by the nose or the pimple, whatever, yeah? But I can, right now, it looks like you're looking at my whole face and giving me your whole attention, but make sure you blink, because it looks like you Because <laughs> you look like you're a bit crazy. Yeah, is that a cool little tip? So if you're trying to make a point, look at him with one eye, but blink. 
because like they might want to punch you in the face. Okay, what other qualities do you want your peers to have? We have respect. What else? Sport. Support. Beautiful. What kind of support do you want to see? Emotional support. Where it's maybe an environment where it's okay to cry. Okay, yeah. Less judgment. Heck yes. Yeah, you got it. Mm. Yeah, try and put yourself in their shoe, their shoes a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Do you think? I think tone has a lot to do with criticism being constructive or destructive. Don't you think? Like. You, that, you're not, uh, you didn't do that very well. Oh, hey, man, you didn't do that very well. Hear the difference. Tone, so important. One more, and a couple more. Oh, yep. Honesty. Honesty, that's a big one. Love that. And last one. Love it. That's, wouldn't the world be a better place? Wouldn't your school be a better place if it had those qualities? Now, let me ask you this question. As leaders here, do you possess them? Do you possess them? Like... Do you actually possess those qualities that you want your peers to have? Because you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. That's a big quote. So many people, when it comes to relationships even, they're like, I want a girl who's got this, he's smart, she's got this and all this stuff. And they're not that themselves. They, don't, they won't attract that. They're, the guys answer this question sometimes, uh, sitting on the couch, just playing cod. And they're just eating Doritos and I mean socializing. They do everything from the couch. It's like if you wanna if you want to attract a certain person, you're gonna make sure you resemble that yourself. You attract so much of what you are rather than what you want. And as leaders, if you want to see a change in the world, it's gradual, it's a slow burn, but if you can show empathy, if you can show respect, if you can show these things and do the right thing, not the light thing necessarily, people <laughs> People want that. They honestly do. They don't know they want it until they see it. You didn't know you wanted an iPhone until you heard about it. You didn't know you wanted an iPhone until you saw it and you saw other people have it. It it takes a while. It takes a bit of time. And what I encourage is a small group of people is enough to change school. A small group of people is enough to change culture. You just need a little bit of traction. And if you guys believe in this community of honesty, support, respect, empathy... People will want to be part of that group. Honestly, they will. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen in Newcastle. There's a slight change happening in a school of 1,200 kids where I go to. Because I've been doing sessions like this, just listening to opinions, challenging here and there. But there are groups of guys that have been suspended, you know, aren't doing well at school, and they've decided, I actually want to do the right thing here. And it's fun. It's actually super fun. It's super fun doing the right thing. Because to see people... What I live for is when people's minds have that light bulb moment. Like, man, wow, that's possible for me. That's amazing. I live for that moment. You can be that person, honestly. You've got to be bold in class. And this is what we're going to kind of focus on now is a mentoring leader. And this is my uh, definition of a mentoring leader for my business. It's a relationship that aims to influence, encourage, and equip a person to pursue their dreams, cultivate their relationships, 
and strengthening their character. I love that definition because it points out some specific things that we need to target. If you're trying to help somebody change their life, so many people say, I want to make a difference in the world. It's like, who? I'm asking some of these questions today as a leader. I want to make a difference. I want to help people. What people? What people? Where? How? Yeah, those five words that we used yesterday, the toolkit. Who, what, when, when, how? And it makes you think, it's like, what kind of people? For me, it's teenagers. For me, it's young people. And this is how we're going to do it. We're going to cultivate their, their relationships, strengthen their character, and help them pursue their dreams. This is what I do. We're generally committed to the person's dreams. So I'm interested, not in my interest, in getting my interests across to people. I don't want to fill the whole conversation up with my achievements and my dreams. It's not what I'm about. It's not what leaders do. They don't just talk about themselves. The, be like an interviewer. Last Yesterday I talked about how if a bully is bullying you, be like a lawyer. Look for the facts. When you try to mentor people, be like the interviewer on TV. The superstars in the seat and you're just the interviewer and you're like, hey, what's your dreams for the next five years? What do you want to do after school? Oh, I want to be a doctor. Oh, I want to help people. And that's what's like, oh wow, how can I help you help people? What can we do together? That's a leader. Because you're actually coming alongside somebody and, and, and valuing their dream and valuing that part of life. We're committed to training and putting time into developing skills. So like, if they're like, hey, I want to help people. So what are you good at? Oh, I love fitness. Well, let's train together. And maybe we invite one of my mates, he, he wants to get in shape for summer and spring, let's go down to the park on the weekend and or after school, let's just start a little fitness group up. Pretty simple idea. But we're into putting time, not just like putting words, but time after school into students in a specific area of their future. I'll sacrifice time, money and resources to see that person succeed. I just don't have the gym gear. So, I don't know, maybe I could not be out there. I'll, or maybe I've got some laying at home. Maybe like my uncle's got something. Be resourceful. Try and feel that need. Be that person who just goes above and beyond. They're gonna, that's how you win loyalty. We're committed to help the person discover their strengths, weaknesses, and goals. <laughs> it's hard to say what you're good at. If I asked you right now, what three things you're good at, would you be able to tell me? Yeah. What are they? <laughs> Smart, like I'm good at eating, sleeping, and walking. I love that. It's hard. It's hard, isn't it? Someone said, hey, give me three things you're good at. What are your strengths? It's like, oh, I don't want to sound cocky. I don't want to sound like I'm, yeah, I'm that person who talks about themselves being good. I've never met or heard an interview from a successful person who said, hey, I achieved my success and helped millions of people based on my weakness or based on I didn't discover my strengths. They all discovered their strengths. They didn't do good things without, like, without knowing their strengths. And here's a good question for you guys to write this down. Discovering your strengths is this. What's your personality? Is it an introverted or extroverted? Introverted means you're more shy. You get like um, energized when you're reading a book at home. You have to like recharge behind closed doors and you come out for, so for socializing. 
later. You're a good listener. You love quality time with people. But being in front of a party and stuff all the time will just drain you. Hands up if you're an introvert. Beautiful. Extrovert, you need to be around people. It energizes you. When you're not around people, you feel drained, you feel like you can't stop moving your leg. <laughs> no, it's not true, it's just me. Um, you're loud, you're outspoken, you often don't think before you speak. Put your hand up if that's you. <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's, that's actually something you, should, you need to be aware of. Because there's some professions and some places that need an introverted personality. An introverted personality. Now, if you're an introvert, just one second, I'll come back to you. My best friend's an introvert. I'm an extrovert, obviously. My best friend's an introvert, and he's the best listener. He's so wise and deep. He's taught me so many things. His name's Ian. His dad was the one who um, pretty much adopted me after my parents split up. And he taught me as a big struggle for him to go socialize sometimes. They're the kind of people that are happy just to sit in the corner by themselves, and they're not sad or depressed. They're just drained. <laughs> but he said. Being an introvert, I needed to develop an emotional fitness to where he can put on like a, a personality for a while to get through things, to kind of um, to socialize, to ask questions. And he, and he he's actually on the outside pretty extroverted now, but he still needs, he still requires his own time. So sometimes you need to put on like like an outfit, an outgoing personality, and quality traits, and you build emotional strength there but you'll still require to go and recharge the batteries by yourself we've got a couple of questions yeah yeah well I think just like fitness if you've had a big week say with luminosity and you're an extrovert or introverted there's, there's moments where more events take more energy out of you than others but I think we gravitate toward, we can be a mixture of both, but we can gravitate toward um, left or right, introverted or extroverted over time. I'm actually quite introverted these days. Like, I really like my own time. I like going to the movies by myself sometimes. I like the whole cinema. Does anyone like that? Yeah. Yeah, I can speak up. It's cool. Let's have a few questions about what I said so far. Any questions there? You had a question before? Omniverse. Cool. That's What's 
know any people like that? Who's ever given their heart to people just to like bless them? No agenda, no anything bad, but they just keep, you just feel like you just keep getting asked and keep getting used for things and those bell hands up. Wow. See, Olivia, you're not alone. Look at every single person here. We're not alone here. I think we start like, this is a leadership masterclass that now identifies certain people. We're a certain particular person. You have a desire here to make a difference. It's part of your development as a leader where you have this sense that I need to serve people. I want to help people. Helping other people involves me making sacrifices. But we do live in a selfish world. Do, don't we? We do live in a world where if there was an option for someone to do something for us, well, I don't have to put any effort in it. If they can pay for it, then I'm going to use it. And as leaders, we've got to understand that sometimes you've got to be mean to be nice sometimes. Meaning, I'll give you an example. I help a lot of single moms, a lot of single moms in Newcastle. They come to the green room, they don't have the money to pay for the tuition. I assess the situation and um, sometimes I let them come for free. And sometimes we raise money to allocate towards single mothers because I've got a big heart for single mothers because my mum was single for a while and looked after me and did it tough. But there's some single moms I'll never give cash to. I'll never give money to. Never just cold hard cash. Why do you think that is? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they're not good stewards of money. You know, like they haven't had money much before and they, they just don't know how to manage it. So it's sometimes best to give little things to see how they go with it. So I might purchase, I might give them a card that has credit on it just for coals instead of giving them cash. You know, that's the kind of thing. Sometimes you've got to be, they want cash sometimes, but you've got to be mean to be nice sometimes. And when it comes to people asking for your help, you got to put, this is what I ask you guys to do, put a deadline on it, put some boundaries around it, and this is what I mean by boundaries. Like, what is it? Ask some questions. When would you like this done? Oh, whenever you can. No, but like, what is it for? Oh, it's for my, it's for my assignment, or it's for my party or something. But so, okay, well, I can only give this amount of time. If you feel like you're always saying yes to everyone, you can't say no, and you've got to learn to say yes less sometimes, okay? So, put some deadlines, put some time frames in it. So I'll give an hour. So you still met that need with yourself to make a difference, but you're not giving an affinity, where you're giving your whole heart, your whole life to the, to the project, what you've been asked for. Is that helpful? So I'll, I'll give you an hour. Let's see how you go with that. Is that, is that cool? That's a practical tip. Yeah. With my music, um, had a few people at school. When I used to perform at school, there'd be parents in the crowd. Then I wasn't very good to start off with, but they could see. I, if I saw myself as a younger man, I could see the potential. I had the drive to do it. And I had a few parents come up and say, "Hey, listen, we know who you are. We know your family, and um, I believe in you. Is anything we can do?" And I pointed to my parents, and 
sometimes I'd actually pay for things, you know, like it's ridiculous how much blessing I received. But I put myself out there and I used, I didn't demand respect. I didn't demand people, I didn't beg for help. People just couldn't sense it. I, I got given a guitar for my 13th birthday and I used that guitar till I was 15, 16 and I recorded with it and it was a pretty crap guitar. It wasn't very good. But I used what I got the best I could until I could upgrade. So yeah, I, I think I, you can't give what you don't have. And I say that because I'm giving from a place where I guess people have given that to me and that's why I know what I'm doing now is so important. Because if I can input input some stuff into you today, like some wisdom, some tips, and you can practice it and see the results, and then you have something tangible to give to other people. That's the most important thing for me. Any more questions? One more question. Cool, we'll move on. Awesome. Ask questions about people's interests. Invite them. So we invite them to be part of things. Because that's a big thing in school. Invite your friends to be part of your group. Don't wait for someone. Don't assume they're going to invite themselves, especially introverts. We extroverts, introverts and extroverts need to work together. Extroverts have that ability to be able to go, hey, come in there, come in, come in my house, come in this group, come play with us. We endorse that relationship. So maybe on Facebook and Instagram, they're great ways to endorse someone who is being left out. So get a selfie with him, like, this guy here is a legend. You know, like, got to know this girl over the last few weeks, just want to say how loyal she is. You matter how much that would do for their well-being, use your social media as a tool to kind of endorse friendships. It's a good tip. We protect that relationship too. This is how I mentor and train mentors. Like, you do, they watch. This is how I got trained. You both do it together. They do, you watch. They mentor and train somebody in the same way, and then they can do their own thing. When I started doing seminars at schools, I didn't just go out solo, because I had no idea how to speak. I had no idea about the cues and how to read crowd like that. But I came, along, I came alongside a guy who was in my local area, and I just I, I had to be bold and ask him, hey, can I come along and intern with you? Interning and volunteering is a really cool thing these days, and it gives you experience. And he said, sure, you're a musician. You get up there in front of a thousand people in the school, play some songs, and I did. Then slowly, I'd watch him speak, and he'd say, hey, this time, I want you to speak about your story a little bit, and this is how I want you to say it. Just go with the flow. I stuffed up sometimes, I stuttered sometimes, I forgot my, my brain didn't work. <laughs> but we did it together. And then after a while, I got used to it, after months and months and months of it, and then he said, hey, I'm just going to be over there. If you stuff up, I'm ready to go. I'm going to come on the mic and just save you and, and pay him back and get him all to clap you. But then I bring this extra one because sometimes we just usually release it and they do their own thing. But to continue on the legacy in your school or in a business or whatever, we need people that are like clones of you, like people who have the right mindset, the right attitude. So I had to start training up other young musicians in the same way that I was trained, so that when I moved on, the organisation wouldn't be left with a big, a big, a big gap. It's really important to think about the future. And then he released me to do what I'm doing now. There's no agenda behind it. I was one of the only friends he invited to his 40th birthday party not long ago, and lots of people would go because he, he really values quality friendships. And 
I got a lot to this guy. It's awesome. This is like part of a thing I do in schools. It's called the Real Rebel. And each letter obviously represents a virtue. And I want you to take a screenshot of that because for this last bit of the session, I'm just going to touch on how important it is to commit yourself to personal growth. Because in life, at the moment, a rebel is someone who does the wrong thing. He kind of breaks the rules in class. He doesn't wear the uniform properly. He swears when no one else is swearing. But if you think about it, if everyone's trying to be cool, then you're not a rebel. You're a conformist. If everyone's trying to look the same, be cool, then ain't a rebel. How many people at your school are responsible? You're a rebel. How many people are brave at school? Step up. They're a rebel. How many people are not just educated academically, but know how they function, know how their brain works, know the lingo, know what's going on? That's rebel, rebellious. How many people have a good standard with their relationships? So they don't just date any guy who asks them first. Hey. Or how many people actually put others before themselves? How much time do we have in this session now? I wonder. Uh, you have 20 minutes. Oh, the heat of time is so good. You guys good? <clears throat> this is this is crash time. This is so good. I'll tell you a story. This one's for the girls. Ladies, I was in Malaysia. I was with Courtney, my wife. And we're sitting there having a coffee. And I saw these weird pigeons. And they were like... This pigeon was standing still, and this other pigeon was dancing around like this. Hey, I can just imagine it. It's like, hey, what are you doing now? You look beautiful. And I'm looking at this pigeon going, what's this? Hey, Cody, what's this pigeon doing? stupid. She's like a marine biologist. She's an environmental scientist. She knows so much stuff. She's like, well, the female pigeon is that one standing still. And the one looking like an idiot is the guy. I'm like, oh, man. So what happens is, it's mating season, and I said, ew. <laughs> and this male pigeon's going to do this chicken dance thing, flush its rings, and there's all this scientific thing behind it, like the fragrance and all that stuff, chemistry. It's going to decide if it wants to have a family with this bird. I'm like, let's just kind of see what happens here. So I'm watching this guy do his thing. Really good place, there's really good tree up in it. No, so, um, <laughs> so after about five minutes of just wow, the volume just changed. You guys, you guys okay? After the, vo- after, the um, after the volume just changed, after I saw about five minutes of this chicken dance, the, the female pigeon just goes, gave him the wing. I'm like, shut down, boom, get that on film. He's got shut down, yeah. And he flew away. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And two minutes later, another guy walked up. Hey, g'day, darling. Hey, g'day. I don't know. His name was Larry. He's an idiot. Don't go with him. Hey, you're gorgeous. Once again, gave him the wing. And bird after bird after bird, this female pigeon just... No way, man. I'm not just going to have any guy just come up to me, just say, hey, you're sweet. Hey, hey, chicken little. Whatever. High standard or low standard? 
leaders, especially with relationships, your quality of your decisions are determined by your standards. You should write that down. The quality of the decisions are determined by your standards. If you have a low standard, you take whatever you can get. The quality of your decisions are determined by the level of your standards. Or by your standards. You got a low standard for maths or academics. What kind of quality decisions are you going to have toward maths and academics? Your low standard? Well, you know, good enough. 50% is good. You're not going to try very hard. But if you've met someone who's got a high standard in maths, or academics, they're always hard on themselves, aren't they? Anyone with a high standard and achieving such good things, they're always annoying in a way, because they're like, that's not good enough, I was aiming for like the best. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. High standard, if you've got low standards, your actions are gonna be like very minimal. You're not gonna like try very hard. And it comes to relationships, so many girls that have, don't have high standards, they have low standards, sometimes they take just say yes to superficial for superficial reasons without interviewing them, without taking your time. This female pigeon has more standards than some girls in Australia. Just gonna say, you know, offend if you want, but I haven't named any names here. In nature, there is standards, because she doesn't want any male pigeon, because she's still gonna have a family with a guy. She doesn't want any weak guy, he's irresponsible, he's sitting on the couch, he's, he's pumping his chest, but he has no, no character, no heart. Because that's going to be her family, her, his genetics are going to be with her kids. Do you want your kids to be like that man? Do you want, your, do you want him to be the father of your kids? Uh-uh, not this chick, not this bitch. Standards are going to be high. If you want to change the quality of your decisions, you have to change the quality of your standards. In the Olympic Games, they call it high jump, not low jump. Whee! I won! That's what low jump would have been. It's not a challenge. So it's not, it's not a good thing. It's higher standards. Higher standards, man. I really believe in that because the highest standing has, like, and so many people's standards aren't very high. And you're going to like, that's one of the reasons why I think people pull you back. When you go back to your school, your family, you might you might feel some resistance from your family and friends because your standards might have raised this this last week. And when your standards raise, your friend groups standard might have been down here. You're up here now, and they're going to be like, "Who do you think you are? What are you doing? You've changed. I don't like this. You're never that uptight. You're never that hard on yourself. Or you you're judging me now." It's not them necessarily being jealous of you. Sometimes it's them fearing they're going to lose you. It happens. With leadership, there is a sacrifice that you have to make sometimes. You have to sometimes leave some people behind. And not like totally befriend them and like, yeah, you're a good one. It's not like that. I'm saying time and attention again. You slowly distance yourself away from them and toward people with the other standards. Because have you ever had a fish in a fishbowl and it grows the size of a fishbowl? Have you seen that? This is this is law called the law of the the law of the lid, where a flea scientifically was put in this jar and a lid was put on it. 
and it would hit the ceiling of this lid. And after a, a week or something, they took the lid off, and it could jump out of this glass, but it just kept jumping to the same height. Standards. Could have jumped so much further. Sometimes your friend group is that lid. You will never reach your potential. We've already heard it before, you're the average of the three people you hang around. It's because scientifically, that friend group is promoting values, promoting standards, promoting so many things. It's an environment where it's easy to do those things. Now, if you want to be fit, willpower isn't going to get you there necessarily. The easiest way to get fit is to hang around people who are fitter than you, a group of people, and you're the weakest one there. Because that friend group is going to bring your standards up and you're going to have to swim and, and lift to survive in that group. Pretty easy. Change your environment. Because if you change your environment, meaning you're changing your friends, the values in that group is just going to propel you like that current in the beach. So cool. Here's a few wise points before we just go to questions. Be productive, not busy. Love this one. So many people are busy, but they have hardly anything to show for it. I'm so busy. What did you do? I don't know. <laughs> are you productive or are you busy? Ask yourself those questions. Really important. Leaders are productive, so they have priorities. There are certain things that are more important than other things to get done. Set goals and systems. So a goal without a system is just a wish. A dream without a strategy is just a wish, man. I've got to say that because a goal is useless, really, apart from this. Goals set direction. Goals set purpose for a while. But goals without actual systematic, put into the calendar action on them, it's just an imaginary thing in your mind. Yeah? So you have to have a system. So like if I'm actually, I'm gonna use the fitness analogy again. If I wanna get fit, instead of going, hey, and be realistic, if you haven't worked out before, don't say, I'm gonna work out every day. It's like, just work out once a week. Every day, religiously just go. And have a goal, like I wanna lift 10 reps, five reps, whatever it is. And once you reach that company, move it up. You have a deadline. That's why you see so many fitness gyms going 10 week fitness course, 12 week fitness plan. You see that around? It's because without a deadline, you just blow it off and be like, I'll do it whenever I feel like it. And feelings are up and down the ebb and flow. So you don't want to just depend on feelings. You don't want to depend your whole dream on something that ebb and flows, right? So make sure that you have a system. You wake up. And you're like, this is what I've got to do, like a timetable. As much as you hate school sometimes, it's a good template for if you're out of school to kind of be like, this is what I'm going to do, no matter how I feel. Have solid reasons for your arguments, for your opinions, for your friends, for your relationships. Ask your wife, ask your wife three times of yourself, like I touched on this yesterday. I want to, I want to help people. Why? Because I think it's the right thing to do. Why? Because if no one does something about it, who's going to do it? Why? And it, it just gets more information out of you. It refines you. It makes you stronger. It makes you much more sharp. This is a big thing. Add the word so that at the end of something. 
And that reveals the heart of the matter. Like this. I want to be famous. So that... Fill the gap. Boom. I want to be successful so that I'm accepted by my friends. Not a good reason, right? I want to be famous so that I can prove all those people wrong that I actually have the goods to do it. So that motives matter. I want to be a successful businessman. I want to be the great wife so that... Your so that matters because if you so that for revenge, it's just you're in prison the whole time. If you so that it's just to be famous, man, there is a great price to be paid for that. And create the environment you want, you need to succeed. So whatever area you want to get good at, try and find people that you, you can be with that will promote those values because those things flow so easily if you're around those types of people. Is that cool? So we're going to open up a question. We've only got under 10 minutes now, so I'm excited about this. Yeah.
It's awesome. Yeah.
There's no judging at all. Okay. I've got one last question. I'll squeeze it in. Thanks for listening to the Coda Kings podcast. We really want to encourage you to share this online and personally to any friends, family members and students that you feel would benefit from it. If you go to our website, greenroom.net.au and click on the Life tab, you'll see Coda Kings podcast. We want to hear your questions, suggest some topics for us to discuss and give us your feedback about how it's helped you and your friends. Follow us on Instagram at the Code of Kings and hashtag us in your ventures of bravery, moments of discovery, and you'll see us posting helpful things up on there. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time.